Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brian Mulroney passed away, as you know, a few days ago, and it's been the topic of conversation among many, and particularly in, in our industry. I've uh, talked to a lot of my colleagues over the years, and we've on-air and off-air exchanged memories of Mr. Mulroney. And uh, he was combative. He was certainly very productive. He uh, he made a lot of changes in this country. But the overwhelming sentiment that I've been hearing, and I share it, is that he was a very decent human being. I had the opportunity to sit with Brian Muller for a one-hour, one-on-one interview. And I had to remind myself after about three or four minutes, that I was really there for an inquisition, not for a, a friendly chat. Because that's what how it began. And uh, just, he was very gracious at uh, the time of that interview. And he was down to 12% in the polls. It was shortly before he turned over the prime minister's position, leader of the Progressive Conservative Party to Kim Campbell. And that turned into an unmitigated disaster. 1993 federal election, the progressive conservatives went from a solid majority government, as you remember or have heard, down to just two seats. And it's always occurred to me, they might have lost those two seats and ended up with nothing. Majority government to nothing. Of course, one of the two seats belonged to Elsie Wayne, the... Uh, former mayor of St. John, New Brunswick, and Mayor Wayne was incredibly popular and incredibly outspoken, as I found out in interviews I did with her. I had an opportunity. We have some great guests today to speak about uh, the former prime minister. I had the opportunity to do about an hour ago to speak with the premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith, and you'll hear the entire interview tomorrow, but I just want to begin and play for you the first part of the interview when I spoke with the Premier about Brian Mulroney. Premier, thank you for joining us. And uh, the, the national news this week, the primary story this week, has been the passing of Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, our 18th Prime Minister. What are your thoughts and memories of the former Prime Minister, perhaps personally and professionally? Well, I was very young when he was in office, but he was a figure around our dining room table because my, my dad always praised him, first and foremost, for ending the National Energy Program, which was so devastating to our province, but also credited him with uh, bringing down inflation and interest rates as well. My parents went through that time where mortgage rates went up to 20%. And so he he really felt like uh, like Mulrooney was the architect of getting us back to some measure of fiscal sanity. Uh, I personally got involved in, in politics around that time. He was still leader, and he was one of the main reasons why I decided to join the, the campus club for the progressive conservatives. And I got a, a chance to meet him through that at a at leader's dinner. He, he and Mila were both working the room, and I, I was very fortunate to be able to, to shake hands with him. I, I had a couple of conversations with him uh, over the years, and I, I just always found that he, he seemed to have a lot of time for people and was uh, always... I'm always ready to give advice. So I, I think he's going to be very missed. I think he's a, he's just been such a, an incredible figure in Canadian history. 
Yeah, very uh, personable and generous man uh, personally. I uh, I had arranged, shall we say, uh, a live one-on-one interview with with him when he was prime minister, and he was down to twelve percent in the polls at that time. And uh, they didn't want to give me the interview, but let's just say I engineered it. You were in radio; you have a good idea of what I'm talking about. So we had <laughs> we had a one-on-one interview in, at Lotel in Toronto, where the party convention had just ended. And it took me a few minutes. We, I, I got into the room. He was there. Got up, shook my hand. He was just chatting like we've been friends for thirty years. And it took me a few minutes to realize I wasn't there for a social call. I was there to interrogate him. But he just, he just had this, this, this really uh, positive attitude about him. I just personally liked the man. Yeah, he. Um, I remember he called my producer, and she recognized his voice immediately because <laughs> he did just have quite a distinctive voice and you know that's what i've heard about him is that he he was always uh very kind to 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 people who uh who who weren't even at his uh level of achievement in politics he was nice and friendly to uh to every person that he met and i I think that probably did him well in in history he he may have had a, a couple of difficult times in those final years he uh, didn't get the Meech Lake Accord passed, didn't get the Charlottetown Accord passed, had a controversial defense contract that went to Quebec instead of Montreal, or instead of uh, Winnipeg, and ended up as well, I think, with the GSD, probably the right decision uh, to make us competitive with the, with the uh, Americans after signing the free trade agreement. But uh, on the balance of things, people, people uh, I think, because we weren't able to keep the country united, keep those interests of Alberta and Quebec in, in sync, even though he, he, he dearly tried. I think, unfortunately, that, that um, must have been one of those things that he, he wished he'd been able to solve. Yeah. Premier, you mentioned uh, that he uh, did away with the National Energy Program, which was delivered by the current prime minister's father. Uh, what were some of the other major significant initiatives that he undertook that affected Western Canada? I would say that that was probably the the most significant. Um, but one of the things I found so interesting about him as a prime minister from Quebec is that that I think he had uh, an equal interest in in the West as as well as from Quebec. That doesn't always happen, and I it's it's very rare when you when you think after him how few uh, conservative politicians have been able to, to get, get a toehold in Quebec after the creation of the Bloc Québécois. So I, I think that that's a very unique talent that he had in understanding that Alberta and, and Quebec's interests were actually very much aligned, that the, the problem was an overbearing central government trying to do too much in areas where it shouldn't and respecting provincial rights. I mean, in, in many ways, if if he had had, had the, the first approach with the Minch Lake Accord, I think we'd probably have a much happier federation right now. Because I, I think he really understood that balance uh, a lot better than, than some of his successors have. I was talking to somebody earlier in the week and they were telling me they think the GST was maybe his most positive contribution to Canada, and I can remember sitting in the in the studio with Michael Wilson, his finance minister, and we were trying to figure out what the GST was. He couldn't tell me, and we were we were doing the donuts thing. You may remember the story. Do you do you put the GST on six donuts if they're in a package, or does it go on one donut if you buy a donut individually? That's the that's the level to which we were reduced, and it turned into a ludicrous discussion. But what what do you what what GST? What do you think? Well, what do you think of that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I want to, I want to raise that topic again. 
Albertans would not agree with you on that one. I can tell you what, one of the lasting legacies was a piece of legislation passed in Alberta saying that there would never be a sales tax unless it was put to a referendum. So I would say that the, that it was incredibly unpopular, probably fueled the rise of the of the Reform Party. And I think it, I don't think that history has been any kinder to it. If you remember as well, Jean Chrétien won an election saying he was going to eliminate the GST, ultimately didn't. And then when Stephen Harper came in, he reduced it by two percentage points. So it, it, it probably was a smart policy to replace a hidden tax, a manufacturer's tax, with a, a more transparent tax. But I, I don't think that there's any love. Okay. <laughs> like not, well, I don't like it. I still GST. don't like it. I understand <laughs> it now, but I still don't like it. Uh, his relationship with American presidents, what are your thoughts? I must say, coming into politics from the conservative movement, it was uh, it, uh, it, 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 he was one of three uh, conservative politicians of major stature at the time. If you look at Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan, and I, th- I think that because th- that was a really unique time in history to be able to have those three political leaders in the three uh, most three of the, of the strongest economy countries in the world able to be in sync on policy. And I, I think that the fact that we were able to get to a free trade agreement um, is, is much to the, the credit of that relationship. But, you know, he also uh, broke ranks as well with the with UK and the US on a really important issue of, a, of apartheid and fighting against uh, discrimination and racism in South Africa, for which he's been widely lauded and, wi- and widely honored. And I, I think as well, he, he, he also advanced issues on the environment Environment was very important to him, participating in UN conferences, but also uh, addressing issues of uh, sulfur dioxide emissions that uh, were causing acid rain. So I think that he uh, was he was able to advance conservative policies, but also be able to, to distinguish himself from from his much larger neighbors in in some really important policy areas. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.